Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. If Christ is preached that he's been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, we're found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. And if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep, who've gone before you in Christ, who've perished, you'll never see them again. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most to be pitied. For since by man came death, by the man, the Lord Jesus, also came the resurrection from the dead. For as in Adam, that is, that spiritually genetic transference of death, all die, even so in Christ, all shall be made alive. All in Christ shall be made alive. Back to chapter 15 and verse 1, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, here's the gospel that I preach to you, which also you have received and in which you stand, by which also you were saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Here's the gospel. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Do you recognize that without the literal, factual, real, not theoretical, not some spiritual pie in the sky, but without the real resurrection of Jesus Christ, As we go back there into verse 14, your faith has no substance. You might as well not be here today. Because how many of you remember that the Word of God is very clear, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by and hearing by. So if the Word of God lied about Jesus being raised from the dead, if in fact Jesus just was crucified, if he was just buried, if he was just a holy and righteous man who died, but he was not raised from the dead, then our faith is based, it's futile. It has no power to it. And of course, if our faith is derived from the Word of God, that means the Word of God is not true. Let's read on. 
Verse 17, if Christ is not risen, not only is your faith futile, but you are still in your sins. Are you listening? If Jesus wasn't really raised from the dead, you are going to have to pay for your own sin before Almighty and righteous and just God. How does that sound to you today? If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, when you see Almighty God who knows and sees all things, He is going to bring up every one of your sins to you if there was no resurrection. Pretty important, isn't it? Let's move on. If there was no resurrection... Boy, this one gets me. Then verse 18, those who have fallen asleep, those who have known and trusted Jesus as their Savior, our family and our friends, have perished. You will never see them again. If there was not a real resurrection, all of those you love who've gone on before you in Christ are not there waiting for you in that place that the Lord has prepared for them. It's over. No more. Verse 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. If there was no, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, there is no basis whatsoever for hope. And get this, the main thing that's keeping you alive today is hope. When you lose hope, you lose life. Hope is that spiritual force on the inside of you, given to you by God. There is faith and there is hope and there is love, but without hope, your faith has no place to go because faith is the assurance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. God, who is love, can't even get that love to you if you can't connect in faith because we receive the love of God through faith, the way we receive anything from God. And if there was no resurrection, there's no real hope. Let's go back here now to verse but you see there is hope there is no circumstance or situation that your life is in today that the power of God's hope can't raise you up out of because of the resurrection of, of Jesus from the dead because the resurrection of Jesus from the dead conquered death and everything in the cycle of death that is in this world. There is no habit, there's no sickness, there is no brokenness, there is nothing that the power of the resurrected Jesus can't deliver you from and break the bondage of. The Bible says that now that he has been raised from the dead by the power of God, that he has put everything, God has put everything under the feet of Jesus. 
Even principalities and powers and world forces of this darkness, every demon of hell has been put under the authority of Jesus because of the resurrection and the ascension of the Lord Jesus. There is nothing that your life can touch or taste that doesn't, that can keep you in the cycle of death because if you are in Christ Jesus, the power of his resurrection is on the inside of you. Not even death itself can keep you in its grasp. The moment you stop physically breathing and your heart stops physically beating is the moment you're going to be released into the power of to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You are going to see the resurrected Jesus face to face. Death and hell itself can't stop God Almighty from doing everything he promised you because of the resurrection. The power of the resurrected Jesus. Yes, we believe it. Because the Word of God says, let me show you something. By the way, have you ever thought about this? Those who desperately wanted to stop the resurrection of Jesus, those who didn't really want to believe it, and when they heard that on that Sunday morning he was raised from the dead, there was an empty tomb there, and nobody could deny that it was empty. They concocted a story, well, his disciples came and stole the body. Really? With a massive stone that took multiple men to roll in front of that tomb in the cave? Really? With Roman soldiers who would be executed if they let a prisoner escape? The empty tomb. And by the way, remember who crucified Jesus. It was the Jewish religious leaders, the Sanhedrin. They got the Roman soldiers to cooperate and actually do the crucifixion itself. Don't you believe that the Sanhedrin, if they could have found the body of Jesus, would have immediately presented it and said, see, it was just a lie. Look at the beautiful testimony of this, this passage. Verse 5, he was buried, verse 4, and on the third day he was raised according to the Scriptures, and he was seen by Cephas, or Simon Peter. Wonder why the Apostle Paul, led of the Holy Spirit, put Peter first on the list. I don't know the answer to that, and you don't either. But I've got an idea. What had happened three days earlier? What had Peter done? Totally denied that he even knew the Lord. And in great repentance, wept bitterly. See, Judas had remorse, but Peter had repentance. Some of us get sad about the consequences of our sin, but we never turn away from it. That's remorse. That don't do you any good. It just keeps you in a cycle of guilt. Repentance is when we allow the, the Holy Spirit to, re, to, to understand that we have violated 
the character of God and we repent and ask forgiveness for it and then we embrace the grace the ability of God to turn away from it and go in a different direction that's repentance and Peter had repented and Jesus himself appeared to him read the account in the first four books of the New Testament notice what else After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. Wow. Did you know that one of the most documented cases in all of history is that over 500 people at one time saw the resurrected Jesus? Now, we got lawyers in here today. What kind of case would you have if you stood before a judge and a jury and you brought 500 eyewitnesses to a fact you were presenting? Slam dunk. Over 500 at one time saw him, not in some theoretical apparition, but having been raised from the dead. Verse 7, after that he was seen by James. This James was the half-brother of Jesus. If you read the Gospels, you read that James and the other brothers, early on in Jesus' ministry, tried to get him off of his assignment from the Father, and the Word says not even his brothers believed him. Now don't let this get by you. After the resurrection, James, as a believer filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, James became the pastor of the church at Jerusalem. He was the pastor of the other apostles. He was recognized as that powerful of a spiritual leader. We also find out in history that James eventually was murdered under the hands of Nero, the Roman emperor, because he refused to back out of his testimony. He refused to stop following the resurrected Lord. The resurrection made all the difference in James' life. So many testimonies of the reality of that resurrection Then at the end of verse 7, we find out that he was seen by all of the apostles. Paul says, last of all, I saw him myself. You remember the Lord Jesus visited with Paul out in the Arabian desert and gave him revelation that only the Lord could do. But I want you to see something here. I want you to turn to the the left and go to Acts chapter 4. Y'all did understand that, didn't you? The same disciples, in fact, Matthew and Mark both say that while Jesus was being tried before Caiaphas and Pilate, that every one of his disciples after the Garden of Gethsemane forsook him and left. They fled. But after seeing him after the resurrection, they didn't run anymore. They gathered. They came together in Jerusalem and waited on the promise of the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus, having ascended to the Father, 
would send the Holy Spirit to indwell and infill them and endue them with power. And these men who had been cowards just a short time before get sold out and gave their very lives because they saw the resurrected Jesus. These same men who had deserted him before the resurrection, every one of them died for his sake after the resurrection. From cowards to martyrs, something traumatic happened. They saw the Lord. They met the risen Jesus. They came to know the Holy Spirit of the risen Lord. Look here in Acts 4, after the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit began to fill them, when they spoke with boldness they had never had before. Verse 32 says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. This is not socialism, by the way. This, it is, a, this is a voluntary heartfelt desire to share with people that had need. And with great power, verse 33, with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. With great power, these who had run, these who had hidden, these who had forsaken him and left, gave great power to the resurrection of the Lord. That's where the power came from. They were personally testifying as a witness what they had seen and heard and felt. And great grace was upon them all. See, not only is the resurrection guaranteed that your sins are forgiven in Jesus, not only does, and you have to receive that gift as an act of your will, not only does the resurrection guarantee that there is hope that is equal and greater than any circumstance of your life, not only does hope guarantee that you're going to say, do you know what Philippians 3 says? Philippians 3 says that because of the resurrection, he is going to transform your earthly body into a body like his resurrection body. You know what that means? Those of you who, like me, have had to say goodbye on earth to a child, those of you who, like me and so many of us, have had to say goodbye to a parent or a loved one or a spouse. Are you listening? You're going to see them in Christ Jesus again. And notice what the resurrection body of Jesus was like. He wasn't some mysterious fairy tale-like creature floating around in some kind of long robe. He barbecued fish on the beach. He ate, he fellowshiped, he loved. Can I tell you something? Those who've gone on before you in the Lord are going to be touchable. They're going to be recognizable. They're going to be communicable. You, listen, you are, you are going to know those loved ones who've gone on before you like you have never known them before. And there won't be any silly personality, selfish things that are going to divide and separate you. The love of God will wipe all of that away. 
And let me tell you something else. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on saying this. Some of you have never, listen, some of you have never heard your mother or your father look you in the eye and tell you how much they love you and how proud of you they are. And it has killed you on the inside all of your life. If they had met Jesus at some point, when you see them the next time, you are going to hear how much they loved and proud of you they were. And you're going to, you're going to hear what you have never heard. You just trust the Lord on that one. The Word of God says that the Father won't allow any pain. He won't allow any sickness. He won't allow any destruction. There will be nothing to disturb the peace in that state because of the risen Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little excited about the, and y'all should have seen me this morning. I, I had to have a miracle touch from God to even be here. You can't, you can't, you can't tell me that the resurrection of Jesus doesn't make a difference today. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit touches with the resurrection power of Jesus. He reveals and manifests it in the believer and around the believer. Can I ask you something? How long has it been since you really experienced the Holy Spirit bearing witness in you of your relationship with the Lord and how much He loves you? How long has that been? How long has it been since you really saw the Holy Spirit touch somebody and do something that only the Lord could do? There's no human explanation for it. How long has that been? I am praying that the Lord Jesus on the basis of the resurrection, that the Holy Spirit would bear witness and testimony in all of us of the mighty love of God. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would manifest the mighty works of Jesus in our midst. How long has it been since you've seen that? The witness of the resurrection of Jesus. The witness. Now I did something this week that I just uh, felt led to do. That's kind of my prerogative. And uh, I asked uh, Wayne and Joe and Daniel to choose eight people out of this congregation to answer this one question. Because he lives, blank. Because he lives, and I told him to tell everybody that they chose that they had 30 seconds or less. So whoever y'all chose I didn't do this. I've been praying for them. And uh, so I want to hear, because he lives, everybody that these three men chose, stand up. Well, how about that? And you came. 
You came. Make sure we can all hear on the mic, dear Wayne. Let's begin. Because he lives, what? Uh, by the way, this is Joe Malika. Go ahead, Joe. I wrote it down. There? Is that on? Good. Okay. Because he lives, I can trust him. I can trust him that my failures, my sins, my past is forgiven and forgotten. And because he lives, I can trust him that today he's with me. Because he promised that he would never leave me or forsake me. And so my present, he's with me right now, right here, right now. And I can trust him that my future is bright. I believe that one day that I'll see him face to face. And when I do, if I can move or speak at all, I hope to be able to, the words that come out of my mouth say, Lord, I love you. Hmm. I love you, Lord. So because he lives, I can trust him. Amen. Very good. Um, because he lives, I can have and remain in freedom as I continue to tap into him. Um, hope is no longer wishful thinking for me, but it's the belief that he who promised is faithful. Amen. Cheryl Black. Because he lives at 20, a man named Romeo Penn shared me the gospel of Christ, and I gave my life to Christ. Delivered from a broken home. My father left when I was seven years old. My grandfather, which was the closest man I knew to me, died at 15. I struggled with anger, drugs, fornication. But because he lives, I'm free from all that. And because he lives, I've been restored with a spiritual father named Jeremiah Castile and a spiritual grandfather named Pastor Steve Franklin because he lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Edric. Um, because he lives, I have reconciliation. Uh, when we sin in the garden, we are separated from God by death. Um, but Christ came to die to live, to die, and to live again. He conquered death for us to make a way for us to be with him again forever. So because he lives, I live with him. And that life in Christ means freedom to me. It means freedom from sin and death. It means freedom from fear and anxiety. And it means freedom from poor self-worth. Um, the old man is dead and the new man is alive. And I get to walk in newness of life. Thank you, Katie. This is a surprise to me. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, the, most, the Lord knows I worship him and I love him. I desire to serve him all the time. But the reason is because what Brother Steve has preached this morning is the communion and power of the Holy Ghost. I mean to be in communion with him and to be able to pray when you don't know how to pray and to be able to pray for someone else even laying hands on them and you want to pray in the natural because you don't want to make them think you're weird 
but the Holy Ghost prays through you and God heals them. So it's the Holy Spirit who knows what we need. It is the Holy Ghost knows what every person needs. And so it's that communion that's such a joy and to see his grace upon us all. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Amen. Because he lives, I'm not alone. He won't leave me. He'll never forsake me. He won't leave me in my current compromise. He didn't leave me in my previous failures. He didn't leave me in my consistent drug use. He didn't leave me. And if he didn't leave me through that, I know he won't leave me through anything. So because he lives, I'm not alone. Amen. Thank you, Jason. You know, up in the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. Yes. But wait, I want you to think about something. Just for a minute, let's reverse things. Let's say he had not risen from the grave, where would we be today? Hmm. There's a list, several hundred things, and I could have talked an hour, but I'm gonna keep, keep it real low. Without him, we would have no New Testament. Without him, we would have no blood to wash away our sins. Without him, we would be totally lost. Without him, we would fail probably most everything. Without him, we would be drifting in our lifetime. Without him, we would be, we would be dying. Without him, we would be like a ship without a rudder or a sail. Without him, we would be totally worthless without him we would not be a part of the over two billion Christians in this world mm. that look to a place where there is no sin there's no suffering no sickness no disease mm. and no death mm. I ask you for the next several days to think about what I just said and add to that list. You can do it easily. But in the meantime, hallelujah, he's alive. Amen. Thank you, David. Because he lives, we are totally free. To whom the sun set free is free indeed. Let us walk in our freedom. We're free to love, free to forgive. We're free to live. We're free to enjoy our freedom, free to be unashamed. We are set free from fear, from failures. We're totally free. We're walking in freedom. Because he lives, we not only live here, but we live through eternity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm doing this on my own. I wasn't selected. <laughs> But I want y'all to know, some of you who may, may be visiting, um, <clears throat> you need some tangible stuff of what he does because, you know, because he lives. So I want to add to it. Because he lives, he's currently healing my family and bringing us back together. Amen. Um, it's two years in the working, and we're not done yet. But I want y'all to know that because he lives, it's happening. So y'all trust it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jake.
Hallelujah. Let's all stand, please. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.